It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. Lamar Jackson went public with his request for a trade. Which team should be in the market? And is there a path forward in Baltimore? We're breaking it all down today on the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. You are Locked On NFL Scouting with the Draft Dudes, your daily podcast for NFL and college football scouting. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's better than this? It's guys being dudes here on the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. We're the Draft Dudes. I'm Joe Marino from Locked On Bills. He's Kyle Krabs from Locked On Dolphins. And we are your NFL experts here with you daily to talk team building across the NFL on the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast with the Draft Dudes, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's up, Joe? Howdy, Kyle. Uh, You know, excited for a a big grenade to get thrown into the end of March here. We had the opening of the league calendar year two weeks ago. Everybody got all up in a tizzy, all the, the... uh, players changing teams and agreed to terms and contract signings and a couple of trades. And then it got kind of quiet again. And, and uh, instead, every, every, we're, we're all talking about uh, mock drafts with Hen and Hooker going way too early right now. And, well, now we got something to talk about that's nice and juicy, and it's the latest development in the Lamar Jackson development with him as a non-exclusive tag player for the Baltimore Ravens, which means teams can negotiate with him the Baltimore Ravens would have a right to first refusal they get two first round picks if they choose not to match the offer sheet that he would sign with any team no team has offered it's been a whole messy saga there's the question of how much guarantee money Lamar Jackson's looking for the skepticism around the league's willingness to engage with Lamar Jackson the league memo that went out about somebody who's not a certified agent reaching out to teams to negotiate on behalf of Lamar Jackson. And then Lamar coming out and said, he's never negotiated on my behalf, but we are business partners and we're selling a gym and a briefcase. And now he comes out as John Harbaugh is sitting down with the media at the NFL owners meetings, (laughs) like to the minute and rips off a series of tweets to declare that he has formally requested for trade at the beginning of the month. And uh, this chasm between the two feels like it took another step apart yesterday not that anything necessarily the conditions necessarily actually changed but the fact that there was a public declaration feels like another step apart yeah and and our our objective today is to kind of hash through this baltimore raven situation with lamar and then talk about what teams should be considering trading for Lamar Jackson and Kyle I think one thing we have to acknowledge is that this is a complicated situation you just went through a narrative on a lot of things that are absolutely true surrounding the situation and if there's two things I'd like to add it's first of all Lamar Jackson hadn't been there for the Baltimore Ravens the last three years when they needed him in 2020 he was injured in the third quarter of the playoff loss to the Bills 17 to 3 loss to Buffalo Tyler Huntley finished that game. In 2021, he had a week 14 ankle injury, missed the rest of the season. Keep in mind, Baltimore started the 2021 season 8-3. and three. 
They finished eight and nine, a six yeah. game losing streak to end the season. They missed the playoffs. Lamar Jackson wasn't there. 2022, very similar situation. Week 13, he suffers a PCL injury that wasn't supposed to end his season, and then it did. And so you have three consecutive seasons where the Ravens are contenders, and Lamar Jackson's not there for them in the critical moments. But in addition to that, it's complicated because Lamar's a complicated evaluation in terms of projecting him forward. And obviously he has pretty steep demands wanting a contract like Deshaun Watson's five-year, $230 million, fully guaranteed. And he's a player that's been in a very unique offense with Greg Roman throughout his entire career. And projecting him to somewhere else with a different coach, with different schemes and, and personnel around him is appealing, right? I'm interested in that, but there's a lot of unknowns there. And so I think as we consider how we got here and if there is a path forward with Baltimore, and of course we're going to get to the other teams, it is a complicated situation. So uh, I think what's really interesting, I'm glad you brought up the projection of Lamar, right? Because he's an elite talent in his own unique ways, but he is a unique player. And for a long time, we gave Baltimore tons of flowers for completely altering and turning their offense upside down. Remember what it was like with Joe Flacco? Mm -hmm. And how Lamar originally as a rookie had his own package of plays. And then the 2019 season happens and it's this dramatically different with a lot of the same influences on the coaching staff and within the organization they totally catered the offense to the strengths of Lamar Jackson. And they reached a certain level. Lamar won the MVP. And the next several seasons after that felt like they were trying, were spent trying to unlock the next level of that or a more diverse offense version of that. And it was never achieved. So the question is, is it the chicken or the egg debate? Is the offense not growing because Lamar doesn't get the pieces around him and the coaching staff around him that will allow him to continue to grow? Or is the offense continuing to trend in in acquiring the same kinds of players because the Ravens internally feel like Lamar's reached his maximum version of himself as a player? And we obviously on the outside looking in, we don't know that. But if we're trying to get into the head of the Baltimore Ravens, that's very likely why Greg Roman continued to be the offensive coordinator for as long as he was and why the Ravens continue to go out and get a bunch of big body tight ends as compared to going out and getting a bunch of alpha receivers to play on the outside. Whether that's right or wrong, we won't ultimately find out until Lamar Jackson does play in a different environment. But I think that's a big piece of the team building puzzle with how Baltimore has addressed probably what the last two years Mm -hmm. to how we got to this point where the skepticism beyond the availability exists to where there's an apprehension to just say yes unequivocally franchise quarterback long term here you go here's a market reset contract well and and certainly that's what he's looking for is a market reset contract and so I I wonder about the path forward in Baltimore and if Lamar going public with the trade demands and potentially opening up a lot of different conversations with other teams about what that contract can look like only for Lamar to come to 
terms with what's really out there for him and what's really not out there for him. And maybe that actually helps get something done with Baltimore. Because it feels like the messaging from Baltimore is absolutely, we want to get something done with Lamar. Meanwhile, Lamar is saying, I want to be traded. I feel like the only way Lamar is back with Baltimore is if he plays this year on the non-exclusive franchise tag tender. And that's it. I don't I don't know that there's a long-term contract middle ground to be found. I mean, we're at the point where Lamar is putting out numbers that Baltimore was offering him. I believe that happened in February. Mm-hmm. So it feels to me like the two sides for the compensation to actually iron out a firm multi-year contract as compared to just, well, nobody signed you to an offer sheet and you're trying to maximize your value. So come back, stay healthy, play your best football, and we'll do the dance again next year, I think is the the most likely way that he's back in Baltimore. I just, I, I have a hard time seeing a multi-year contract ironed out. Well, and Baltimore has a PR situation on their hands, oh, right? Yeah. Where surely the Baltimore Ravens fans love Lamar Jackson and have always envisioned since he took over for Joe Flacco in 2018 and won all those games and went to the playoffs and then the MVP season the following year. They've fell in, fallen in love with this guy. Mm-hmm. And for the Ravens to not be able to get a contract extension done and potentially have to trade him, I think Baltimore is probably painting themselves as, hey, we're really trying to get this done. So that way, when, if it, you know, if inevitably they do have to move on, whether it's a trade or whatever works out, Baltimore can look at their fan base and say, you know what? Hey, we, we did everything we could. Be interesting to see if the mark, when, I should say, when the market drums up. Do you expect the market will drum up? after or before the NFL draft. We're going to talk next about AFC and NFC teams, but that would be the last question that I would ask you before we start talking about some of the teams who may end up in the market. I feel like something should be done before the draft because I think so much of that decision for Baltimore and whatever team would acquire Lamar Jackson, you'd want that clarity going into the draft. Which is tough because the draft is in less than a month now. Yeah. And the Ravens have five days for right to first refusal. So you almost need a week. <laughs> well, we're like, Why do I feel like it's if something happens, it's going to be outside of that? I don't think two first round picks is not enough for Lamar Jackson. We just saw what Russell Wilson got traded for. You know, we saw what Deshaun Watson got traded for. This is a 26 year old former league MVP. Correct. The, the the if if it was a not a non exclusive franchise tag situation, but I don't know. It, it sounds like teams aren't even engaging in in discussions yeah. with Lamar right now. Very challenging <laughs> situation, which right. is why instead of trying to get into the the psyche of all the teams and the psyche of Lamar and and the people that are around him supporting him and the the psyche of the Ravens, because it's impossible to know. What we can do is we can look at who Lamar Jackson is as a football player. We can look at the talents that he has. We can look at the teams that might need a quarterback upgrade and the assets that they have to play with and who might make some sense. So I think that's what we're going to do next, yeah? Yeah, we're going to focus on that next. But first, I need to tell you about FanDuel. 
The NCAA tournament is heating up, and now is the perfect time to download FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook, because new customers get a no-sweat first bet up to $1,000. That's bonus bets back if your first bet doesn't win. Just download the FanDuel Sportsbook app. It's safe, secure, and super easy to use. Then you can bet on everything from the money line to point scores and threes drained. And I love this. FanDuel even lets you combine your bets for a chance at a bigger payout with the same game parlay. So don't miss the chance to get your no-sweat first bet up to $1,000 in bonus bets when you go to FanDuel.com slash LockedOn. That's FanDuel.com slash LockedOn to learn more. Make every moment more with FanDuel, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. So we're going to start on the AFC side of things. And I know we have a number of teams that we discussed in the pre-show that we wanted to bring to the table here. But I wanted to start off the grid. And I didn't mention this, but Hmm. there is a team in the AFC that is in win-now mode who appears to be angling for a different quarterback on the trade market. They seem very committed to acquiring a player from the Green Bay Packers. Should the Jets consider going to Lamar Jackson instead of Aaron Rodgers? Absolutely. They absolutely should. Now, they've already, apparently, I think it was Rich Cimini came out and said that they're not. Doesn't mean that they shouldn't. Right. I just want to be clear so that there's any yeah. Jets fans that listens are like, well, they're, they're yeah. not, so just move on. Like, They should. Did, I agree with you. You, right. you would be doing yourself a disservice to not investigate the 26-year-old quarterback Yep. if you're going to go after the 39-year-old quarterback. Yes. And that helps you. In my opinion, that absolutely helps you. Right now, the path forward for Green Bay is is the Jets to get out of this Aaron Rodgers situation. That's their path. There's nobody else in the conversation. And so we've already seen the Jets do things to position themselves to get Aaron Rodgers, whether it's Nathaniel Hackett, Alan Lazard, all that stuff. But I think that helps get the trade done because if you're the Jets, you don't want Green Bay to hold you hostage here and say, okay, we know this is the path that you're committed towards and there's nothing else for you. And that Robert Sala, you're in a make-or-break year. Joe Douglas, you're in a make-or-break year. Right now, you've got Zach Wilson. And we ain't, we know that that ain't going to work out. So by tying yourself to another avenue, I think it helps get something done with Green Bay. Now, I think there's plenty of teams beyond the Jets, but I I would have just been remiss if we didn't acknowledge the Jets as a team that's actively trading for a former MVP quarterback who is like literally 50% older than the quarterback that we are talking about in Lamar Jackson, right? Obviously very different skill sets, very different kinds of players, Mm -hmm. both gifted passers, both can win outside of structure, 
but just the way in which they play the game and the style of the offense that we've seen Lamar have success with versus Aaron is very different. Um, so let's look through the rest of the AFC conference here. I, I know we had mentioned the Houston Texans being a team that we both believe should not yeah. be in this market. And a lot of that for me, and I don't know about you, but it has to do with the contract that you would be giving Lamar versus where the rest of your team is at. If you have an opportunity to get a rookie contract at quarterback at two without any extra assets, and it's a rookie contract versus a Lamar Jackson size contract, you should go that route because the rest of your team needs time to develop and grow and continue to be added to. Yeah, I I agree with you there. Where the roster is, but really that number two pick. Yeah. And there being several quarterbacks that are going to be taken in this range, you're positioned well to find your answer at quarterback with that number two pick. That's what mm-hmm. I think Houston should be thinking about. Mm-hmm. Which is interesting because the Indianapolis Colts are the team I'd like to bring up next who are picking number four. And I see this differently for Houston as I do Indianapolis, even though I don't love what Indianapolis has in terms of the roster. I feel like they need some work to be done here. But the fact that they are picking number four, and now you're probably, not probably, you're looking at your third option at quarterback, right? The, The third one drafted, potentially the fourth if a team moves ahead of you. Uh, to get to that Arizona pick at three, which I think is absolutely a possibility. I think the Colts are one of my favorite possibilities for Lamar Jackson. I know Jim Irsay came out this morning and said, I don't like guaranteed contracts, which I think we can understand that uh, pretty much no NFL owner is going to like a guaranteed contract. And so we'll see if anyone budges there. But Indianapolis, like you've mentioned a lot recently, has uh, toyed around too long with, a quarterback and they have the opportunity right now to get a 26 year old league MVP. And what I really like about Indianapolis is the offensive infrastructure in place with Shane Steichen as a head coach and what he was able to get done with Jalen hurts. But also I do think that you have um, a run game, right? Jonathan Taylor, you've got some good offensive linemen in terms of Ryan Kelly and Braden Smith and Quentin Nelson. Bernard Raymond took a step at left tackle, probably need to figure out right guard, but you have a, a offensive line that you can you can work with, and uh, weapons in, in Michael Pittman and Alec Pierce and Jelani Woods and Mo Ali Cox that I think complement Lamar well. I think you probably still need to add something there, right? We've talked about the need for more of a uh, of a separation guy, a field stretcher potentially. Isaiah McKenzie helps you in some ways, but he's not everything you're looking for in that slot position. I just feel like they're close enough to give Lamar at least offensively a chance to come in and, and be quite successful. And defensively, I mean, the Colts, that was probably the best thing about them last year was their defense, and you know they got a lot of young talent that's coming up. But Indianapolis is the team, or, or one of the teams that I really, really, really do like for Lamar Jackson. I'll stay in the South. How about the Titans? Thought about this one, team man. In trans- really team in transition. Hoping to avoid a very ugly multi-year team in transition situation. You have the Ryan Tannehill contract who you can depart from and, and, and transition away from if you need to. Um, think about Tennessee as a team that wants to run the football, wants to play ball control. Um, they are in a division, say what you will about Tennessee's state of the roster right now. And we know we touched on that earlier this week and, and said that they are a team in transition. And you know, 
they're, they're, but that at the same time, they're picking 11th. And I think at the AFC South, you have a pretty decent chance to not be picking in a stratosphere that's going to put you in a position where it wouldn't cost you two first-round picks to trade up for a young quarterback on a rookie deal anyway. So I think about Tennessee, the style of player that they drafted in Malik Willis, you have probably the deluxe top-shelf A-plus version of what Malik Willis and his skill set could become someday. Mm-hmm already is a finished product and you play in the South where, you know, it's not one of the strongest divisions in football. You have two teams picking in the top four organically. So I know we are planning on talking about the Patriots here in the AFC side of things as well as a potential upgrade, exciting upgrade opportunity for a, a Patriots team that, that needs some pop offensively. But I couldn't help, but think if you had to have me pick between Bill Belichick with Bill O'Brien as the offensive coordinator versus the Mike Vrabel Titans and the style of play that they have put out, I feel like Tennessee is a better fit for Lamar stylistically than what the, the we're expecting the Patriots to be. So let's talk Patriots. And Meek Mill has informed Robert Kraft that Lamar Jackson Breaking would like news. to go to the Patriots. Uh, for whatever that matters, right? That That's something that has been reported. Obviously, the Patriots have Mac Jones, um, and we've been concerned about that relationship. Obviously, um, what they put him through last year and, and the reporting that's come out since. You know, Bill O'Brien, certainly a major, I mean, the, the biggest upgrade you could possibly have, right, is going from what they had, what they had. <laughs> to, build, to a competent to, offensive right. coordinator. Huge. I mean, I mean, you can't, you can't, um, can't put a number on it. Yeah, you really can't. So that's huge, right? And you can make a case that offensively, at least it's coming together somewhat with the addition of Juju Smith-Schuster. I have concerns about the O-line and those types of things. But don't uh, Mike Gusecki's there don't as well, which – Don't forget Big Mike. Can't forget about him. I, I don't know, like Hunter Henry, Mike Gusecki, Devontae Parker, uh, Juju Smith-Schuster. Like that kind of works for Lamar, right? That That's Phys- reasonable. Phys- physical guy, big-bodied guys. Um, seemingly middle of the field targets, middle of the field targets can make a play at the catch point. I, I, I kind of pick up what you're putting down right now. They want their gap run scheme, right? Right. They're going to run downhill and they can pick up extra gaps in in the running game with the quarterback running game. Ramondre Stevenson. Yeah. This isn't bad. This isn't bad. And if you're New England, be honest with yourselves. What's your path to being competitive in the AFC East anytime soon? Much less this conference. I think I saw this is the the longest odds a Bill Belichick Patriots team has ever had to um, win the AFC. I think they're plus 1,000 right now. Or, excuse me, win the AFC East, they're plus 1,000. So, yeah, like I said. If Aaron Rodgers comes to this division, you are are clearly the fourth team. Well, you know. (laughs) We're just going to run the ball and. What do you say? What do you say the other day? What what he was asked, Belichick was asked. What what would you say for optimism? Right. 
the last 25 years. The last 25 years. Brother. You ain't gonna catch me complaining. <laughs> Are you mad about it? <laughs> no. No, no. I mean... But kind of case, but kind of case in point, if he's saying, "Well, look at the last twenty-five years," I would say then New England's probably a little bit further down on this pecking order of, of actual likely landing spots to actually go after Lamar. I was surprised to learn that Lamar would want to go there. That doesn't feel like the type of environment that I I feel Lamar would want to be part of and would thrive in. Right? Feels like there's a little bit more. Lamar's got some personality to him, right? Like I don't know, I don't, I don't know how well. Maybe he just wants to win, right? What... <laughs> right. Look at the last twenty-five years. Right. Just last where, twenty-five years. Where else would you win. rather go than the New England Patriots? Nowhere else. Uh, there's nowhere else I'd rather go for protein bars than Built. Uh, it is the best tasting protein bar on the planet. And folks, the Built March Madness bracket is here. We know that you have a favorite bar or puff. I've got the. Uh, the brownie batter puffs that I'm going to be voting for. So it's time to make your votes count. Go to builtmarchmadness.com to vote for your favorites and support your favorite bar or puff. And when you do, when you vote for your favorite bar or puff, you're going to be entered into a drawing where 50 lucky lockdown listeners is going to get a free box of Built. But not only that, but one lucky lockdown fan will get a 12-month subscription to Built to have them delivered straight to your door each month so check them out you got to try them best protein bar ever low calories low sugar high protein delicious 100 real chocolate covers each and every bar or puff so run to builtmarchmadness.com right now to vote for your favorite and pick up a box while you're there you can vote every day in march and, and it's we're running out here today's the 28th so hop in and support your pick is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Why do you say chocolate like that? I don't know. This is this has been one of the weirdest things between you and I, is I the mean, pronunciation it, of chocolate. Look, I don't know what you're supposed to say. Chocolate. Chocolate. Cho- chocolate. How, how does it sound to you when I say it? Chocolate. Chocolate. No. Chocolate. Yeah, that, that's correct. Chocolate. I don't know, man. <laughs> you got to catch me in the moment. That's well, However I said it in that... Ad read in, for in Bill Mark. Re- that's how I say it. I know, I know. I unfortunately know. And and we're far enough into the show, like we kind of got the rhythm going down. I'm actually using the bottom ticker today, like oh, updating wow. it live throughout the show as we go. Um we're people have been asking, are you guys gonna do some bits? Or like you know, we're getting there, right? It's a new flow, new right. routine. We're getting there. Now we brought back the why'd you say chocolate like that? chocolate we're using the bottom <laughs> we like, we've been staying away from the math though i'll tell right, you that yeah, we've done a good draft, job there draft needs to do math is not something that we're aspiring to uh to have to Inevitable. do too much of but well i'm sure we're gonna get there so yeah. uh nfc landing spots real quick you gotta feel like this is what if baltimore trades lamar jackson they want him to one of these teams right they don't want to trade him in the conference yeah they don't want to have to deal with him potentially annually or in the playoffs or <laughs> This would be the the ideal outcome in my mind. Um, your favorite NFC landing spot is who? Atlanta. 
And can we just say something real quick here? There's no chance Desmond Ritter prevents me from making this move. And we're going to get to the Washington Commanders, and there's There's no chance Sam Howell. prevent you from acquiring great players and all that jazz, right? Brother, come on now. It's 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 crazy I, to me that I agree Atlanta would go into this make yep. or break year for Terry Fontenot and Arthur Smith and say, you know what, Desmond Ritter, baby, ride or die. How old's Desmond Ritter? Not young, not as young as you want him to be. Hold on, I'm going to float around, and produce this thing for a sec. Okay. Talk talk about the Falcons. Okay, so what I what I like about Atlanta is Arthur Smith, and uh, I like Arthur Smith's creativity as a play caller and an architect for offense and the concepts that are baked in there for play action. And um, I like the weapons in place with the Drake London, of course, a Kyle Pitts, um, Cordero Patterson in the backfield, the nice downhill back and Tyler Algier, the offensive line's pretty formidable. I mean, Jake Matthews, Chris Lindstrom, Caleb McGarry, those are all draft develop re-sign guys that are paid handsomely that are good players. I think there's enough in place here with Atlanta for him to come in and, and really perform well, especially with Arthur Smith. And so if I'm those guys and I really got to put it together this year, and, and again, the whole NFC South landscape, the whole NFC landscape, you feel like you get a Lamar Jackson, you're very quickly going to be one of the better teams in your conference. Uh, Lamar Jackson is two and a half years older than Desmond Rear. <laughs> That's so. crazy. And he's been in the NFL since 18? Yes. Unreal. So, yeah, he, here's your sign. Don't let Desmond Ritter prevent you from potentially pursuing an electric former league MVP who would be available for potentially only two first-round picks. Would be my advice. Uh, I like Washington the best, if I'm being honest. Think about Eric Bieniemy now Ooh. there. Ooh. Potential heir apparent with Ron Rivera getting closer to the end of his coaching career and Bieniemy being brought in to run the offense. Reed coaching tree um, can really the, the creativity that we understand that Eric Bieniemy has as a play caller can really pop here. You think about some of the weapons, separation the, guys, the separation guys. You know, if, if you're looking for explosive plays, where's what? What is Lamar's number one throw? His number one throw? Yeah, what's his best throw on the field? Seam shot. Seam shots and or posts. I think of those those big shots yeah. down the field, right? Yeah. Jahan Dotson. Yeah. Right. You're looking at you know big physical running back in Brian Robinson. Uh, you got a, a versatile couple chess piece move around guys. You got a, a certified alpha in Terry McLaurin. Uh, you're a team that is playing in the NFC East. There's a ton of star power in that division. Dallas looks like they're at worst going to tread water with the guys that they were able to bring back. They may be improved. I know Philadelphia uh, has done better than expected in bringing a couple guys back, but they just won, what, 14 games and played in the Super Bowl? And then the Giants um, just won nine games with 9-7-1 and and went to the playoffs in year one under a new head coach. So, like, Washington would be the one that I would look at, especially with their – you talk about quarterback purgatory – Right, they're consistently going to. They've consistently been around seven, eight wins yeah. the last several seasons. Like you're definitely going to pin yourself on the outside looking in to get a bona fide player at the position. 
And you could potentially, if you go the offer sheet route, get a dramatic discount to get somebody in. Like, like let's get Dan Snyder the heck out of the way. Let's move <laughs> on. Do you see he backloaded all the guaranteed money in the contract signing free agency this year? Like, almost certainly, like, okay, somebody, I'll, I'll sign the players and it'll be somebody else's problem, so I don't have to sign those checks. Sooner he gets out of just, there, the sooner just, Washington can move on. And honestly, if Dan Snyder gets out of the way between now and the draft and I'm Washington, that'd be the first thing I would do. Yeah. Um, it just hit me while you were going through that, that not only did three, the other three teams, the NFC East make the playoffs, but they all won a playoff game last year. Yeah. The, that's three, three of the last four in the NFC. <laughs> wow. That's pretty crazy. Um, you live in the mid Atlantic. Is, is there a rivalry between Baltimore and Washington? Is that a thing? Um, I know the, the beltway can be contentious in sports in general. I don't mm-hmm. think there's anything there with that. As, there can't be. They went the offer sheet route. They don't have to elect to do business. Baltimore just has to elect to not match whatever offer sheet Washington offers. Right? I know you feel more inclined that an actual trade would get done. But if I'm a team, I'm trying to go the offer sheet route. I want the of discount for the trade ha- compensation. Of course. And Baltimore left the door open for you to do it. So you'd be dumb not to. Yeah, but I feel I feel like the all the offers all that does is give Baltimore a deal that they could say, okay, thanks for getting that done. We're going to take it as okay. well. Then so let I him, think you then have to let come him take in and really it. do a trade. Then let them take it. But at no, least I, if at I least really want Lamar bat. Jackson, if I really want Lamar Jackson, I'm offering a whole lot more than two first round picks. Okay, so <laughs> so could you? Can that become a sign and trade? Not necessarily. It would, it would but, have to be. But if you went the offer sheet route and Baltimore's like, hey, we're going to match this, is yeah, there a chance to... You're just doing the work. You're just doing Baltimore's work. I know, but I'm, but I'm saying if I do the work for Baltimore and then Baltimore says, hey, we're going to match the offer sheet, can it then become a sign and trade in which the... Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. That, that's it, the play if you're Baltimore. It's like, yeah, hey, we're signing this, match, this offer sheet... So if before, you want to throw but, in a third first round pick and a couple of twos, oh, he can be yours. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not sure if once an offer sheet is signed by Lamar, if it works. I don't think it works that way. But I don't know. I, all I know is if I were the, the Washington Commanders, if I were the Indianapolis Colts, if I were the Tennessee Titans, if I were the Atlanta Falcons, I would certainly be running in trying to get some kind of submission on an offer sheet. And I don't know, is there a poison pill that you can put in? I know the, the Patriots tagged the Dolphins with that when they signed Wes Welker as a restricted free agent. It was something about like the the income in certain states of playing games or whatever that made it like almost impossible or feasible for Miami to sign. It, like that that was really <laughs> Patriots ask very savvy of them with with the restricted free agent with like right of first refusal and Miami's like well we can't give him that because we live in Florida so uh, I don't know but uh, any other teams in the NFC here as we wind down I want to acknowledge Carolina we look at them they have the number one pick in the draft they have their choice of quarterback they've already done they already invested two first round picks yeah yeah so to me they're just pick whatever quarterback you like pick CJ Stroud sure yeah, that's probably what I would do if I were Carolina. That's what I would uh, do. 
Tampa Bay, they, are they worth, worth talking about? They're picking 19. They've got Baker Mayfield on a one-year, $4.5 million deal in Kyle Trask. And, and, look, they brought back Levante David. They have a lot of established players on this roster. Uh, Shaq Barrett, Chris Godwin, Mike Evans. These guys are all part of the mix. Um, Vita Bay, of course. They just paid both these corners, right? Carlton Davis and Jamel Dean. They're like, they're not necessarily packing it in. And they have six million dollars in cap space. Well, come on. I mean, could could you even fit? Can you fit Lamar on a forty-plus million dollar year contract? So that's I'm, what you think the holdup is here. Like, well, that's the thing I'm most apprehensive about. Sure. If you want to get it done, you're going to get it done. Let me see. If we You'll trade, move heaven and earth. Well, if we trade Mike Evans, we can save $2.3 million. So that's, that's not, not going to help, help us. us. If we trade Shaq Barrett, just hypothetically, we would, leave, we would lose money. Okay. So the, the players that are at the top of the cap hits are probably restructure only candidates. Uh, you can save 11.7 if you move on from Devin White. So, like, that, you you can save the money in year one that would be concerning by moving on from Devin White. But, oh, by the way, you've got that Tristan Wirth contract extension hanging over your head as well. So you're saying they just got to they gotta take their medicine. They're, they're in a weird spot. I don't, they, I don't they're think in they're in a super weird spot. Yeah. With all those big-ticket players, they still have a lot, man. Now, they, they will open up significant cap space for 2024 because they're eating all the Brady dead money now. Mm-hmm. So I think if this was, if you can get through year one, you could probably make it work. 2024, they're currently scheduled for $35.5 million, and they'll probably have some aging players that, that they might want to transition away from, and that includes Tristan Orff's $18.2 million fifth-year option. They could do it. They'd have to move, I think they'd have to move Devin White this year. He's not going to be appealing in a trade. I mean, they have... Patrick Queen and, and Roquan Smith, that doesn't move the needle for Baltimore. Right. But so. that that so that'd be a separate move. But I hear you, it's unlikely. Oh so, boy. it's a mess. Atlanta, Washington, <laughs> New England, Indy, Tennessee, the Jets, Baltimore. Did we just name the team that Baltimore that uh, Lamar yes. Jackson's gonna be playing for next yes. year? Yes, we did. You got a feeling that just gonna somehow it's just gonna be Baltimore? Uh I if I had to guess right now, and it's just a guess, right? Like I don't have any information. I'm not a Baltimore Ravens. I'm not Meek Mill. No Meek Mill here. I'm no Meek Mill. I would guess that there's not a lot of traction on this and Baltimore keeps them on the non exclusive for, for this upcoming year. And then we just have this whole we thing again next all year. Over again. That's oh, right. Yeah. Okay. The saga continues, and, and we will be there every step of the way, so plan accordingly. Hit subscribe here on Locked On NFL Scouting with the Draft Dudes, your teams every day here on the Locked On Network. You can find us on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. Why don't you make Locked On Bills or Locked On Dolphins your second listen of the day and make Locked On NFL your third listen of the day, and just make sure the entire Locked On Network keeps you company all day long. We have a fantastic team of people with us on the network, and we hope that you will make us a part of your day as you continue throughout the day today and every day. Kyle Krabs, Joe Marino, appreciate you guys checking out the show. Peace. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. 
They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On Podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.